the defensive backs for all the teams in the NFL, and we constructed our top ten list. So let's just get again, just get right into it. Let's waste no time. Uh, uh, top five. Before you say let's waste no time, I'm going to waste time by saying that this was, without a doubt, in my mind, the most difficult position list that I had to come up with. This was very 100%. difficult for me. Yeah. Yep. I agree 100%. And, and uh, the only the only not difficult thing about this list was putting the Ravens at number one. For me, at least. Uh, I just... Uh, Tavon Young is your fourth cornerback. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, go- you're going on the list. Tavon Young would be a number two on a lot of teams. And he's yeah. getting paid like a number one. But he's a number four. Jimmy Smith, who made the play... On the final, on the final 49ers play in that Super Bowl in 2012, he's here. He's your number three. He's very solid. You have Marcus Peters as your number two. Marcus yeah. Peters as your number two. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Marcus Peters is your number two, a former first-team All-Pro with the Chiefs, and he's here behind Marlon Humphrey, who's in his third or fourth mm-hmm. year in the NFL and playing That's, like a champ. Yeah. First time making. First time making the Pro Bowl. I don't know if he was on the All-Pro list or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was. He played incredibly well this year, and he's making his case for as a top 10, maybe even top 5 cornerback in this league. Speaking of top 5 cornerbacks in this league that could be making their case, Tredavious White with the Buffalo Bills. And obviously you have the Bills at 1. Tredavious White is, in my opinion, and I it kills me to say this, but on the same level as Marlon Humphrey, they're about as good as each other. If not, yeah. Tredavious White has a sm- slight edge to me. Mm-hmm. The reason why the Bills make it here is because of their duo of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde at safety and having guys like Levi Wallace at depth and bringing in Josh Norman to play that second cornerback role, which is where he was always supposed to play. But he got a little overrated down the line, and here he is, people thinking him as a number one. He's good as a number two, and you're going to see that. So I have the Ravens a little higher just because of the fact that they have that talent. I forgot to mention Earl Thomas, but Earl Thomas is there too. Did you forget about Earl Thomas, one of the best free safeties we've ever seen, except for Ed Reed? The Ravens have a knack of finding them. I don't know what they're going to do with the strong safety position. It really doesn't matter because their cornerbacks are insane and nobody's going to be able to pass on them or the bills. Good luck passing on the bills. Good luck, Jared Stidham. You're going to have to face that twice a year. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just quickly touch on the, the bills and the Ravens. I, this was very difficult for me because I came very close to putting the Ravens at number one. Um, as you mentioned, um, Marlon Humphrey and, uh, uh, Marcus Peters, like that's just already a number, a great, it's just a great, really great one-two punch defensive back. And what what really kind of um kind of persuaded me to put the Bills a bit higher is I'm just really high on Tre'Davious White. Um, I think he's going to have another really big year this year. I think the addition of Josh Norman really helped kind of really make that position really deep when they already had um when they already had uh Levi Wallace. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, like, the two groups are very similar. I think they're both really, I think they're the most, they're obvi- I mean, at least in my opinion, they're obviously the most elite um, defensive back groupings in the in the league. I don't really think it's that close, other than potentially the Patriots, who has Stephon Gilmore, who we'll get into in a second. But other than that, I think the Ravens and the Bills by far have the best defensive back grouping. 
Yeah, that is if Tredavious White doesn't leave football to become a hockey goalie because, you know, I've seen him with the pads on, and let's be honest, dude can play. He's probably a better Sabres. goalie than I am already. The Sabres could use him. Oh, Sabres can use a lot of help. But it's okay because we're Leaf fans. We like that the Sabres aren't good. I feel bad for Jack Eichel, though. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Sabres. I don't. Uh, I sucks. Okay. Well, we're, we're entitled to our own opinions, even when they're wrong. Uh, speaking of opinions that are wrong, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know how you put the Patriots outside of your top three. Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback in the NFL. The McCordys have been doing it really well at a high level for a long time. They've been winning. Patrick Chung as well at safety, really good job. And they draft Kyle Duggar in the second round, who was supposed to be a second round player, so they got good value for him. Um, and of course, the best player on that secondary, Bill Belichick who will get these guys into the form that they need to be in. Stephon Gilmore was not that good when he was in Buffalo. He gets to New England, and he automatically becomes a top-five cornerback. I don't think that's a coincidence. Kyle Duggar probably will get a similar treatment, if not top-five, then top-20 in his first year, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the NFL, defensive-minded coach defensive coordinator for the New York Giants and Lawrence Taylor when they won their championships. And he's had great defenses ever since. That's just something he knows how to do. And I have faith in the Patriots secondary because that's what made, made their defense top five in the league last year. Yeah. So again, this is one, if I could have, I was going to let basically have one at three a and three B instead of having three and four, just because again, I was really high on both. I mean, obviously I'm high on the Patriots just with Stephon Gilmore but I'm also really high on Marshawn Lattimore. Dude's probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Uh, I don't think that's really up for debate. Um, but I think the reason that I kind of put decided to put the Saints over the Patriots was just um, kind of the group they had there. So obviously they lost Eli Apple, which is a pretty big loss. Um, but uh, Marshawn Lattimore is obviously really good. Not to mention, PJ Williams is okay. He's not great, but again, I I still have a... I'm really high on him, and I think that, at least in my opinion, that uh, the grouping that the Saints have in the New Orleans is a bit better than what the Patriots had with uh, with Stephon Gilmore. All right, now here you are talking about depth. So you're using basically my own argument against me. So I think that's absolutely fair. They bring in Malcolm Jenkins, who is probably one of the best strong safeties in the NFL, to the Saints. And you didn't mention Marcus Williams or Janoris Jenkins. But, I mean, not P.J. Williams is a good pick, but Marcus Williams is actually a very good young free safety. Janoris Jenkins is a good good cornerback. Malcolm Jenkins is one of the best strong safeties in the NFL. Unlike you, I'm actually not that high on Marshawn Lattimore. I don't think he's he's that great. I I think he's top 15 Mm -hmm. and probably low top 10. But... I don't know. I just I watch him and I'm not I'm not wowed like I am with Marlon Humphrey and Tredavious White. I don't That's not okay. to say that he's not in that tier. I just think he's a little lower than them. He is in their tier. He is absolutely in their tier. Don't get it twisted. Uh, and I, I think I, what you're. I find fr- I hundred just just for the record okay. before before I kind of let you go on. Um, I hundred percent agree with your Marshawn Lattimore take. I'm just saying I like him. I'm not saying I like him as much as Humphrey or Tredavious White. I'm just saying I like, like I kind of. I think he's a bit below them, but I still I still like him. 
No, absolutely, absolutely fair for you to be high on him. A lot of people have him as a, as one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and I think that's absolutely fair. I just mm-hmm. uh, he just doesn't really make that eye test for me. Speaking of top ten cornerbacks in the league, I think Kyle Fuller deserves to be in that conversation. He's put up pretty damn good numbers over the last few years, and he's part of the reason why it's just really difficult to deal with the Bears defense. Actually, I think more of a reason for that is one of the best, if not the best, free safety in the league. One of the best, definitely not the best, because Earl Thomas still exists. Eddie Jackson, who fell in his draft because of injury issues, but is probably the primary reason why the defense of the Bears is so difficult to deal with, because you can't run on them. You can't hold the ball for too long. Okay, well, why don't I pass it? No, you can't pass it. Because of Kyle Fuller covering your number one guy and Eddie Jackson, who will get to wherever he needs to be before the ball does. And they drafted Jalen Johnson in the second round, who was supposed to be a first round player. So you have depth at cornerback now. And you have other players like Deshaun Gibson, Buster Screen, Deion Bush. These are vets that kind of know what they're doing. But it's more, more so Fuller and Jackson why I have them. And you probably have them at number five, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. No, that's 100% right. Um, they did have a bit of a rough offseason, though, losing um, Prince and Mukamara. Went to the Vegas, the the king, the king's house. But um, no, they obviously and they also lost um, uh, Haha Clinton Dix, which is obviously a pretty big loss. So I mean, those two right there are, are pretty big loss. And I think even if we had they had them, they'd be a, they'd, they'd be higher than number five. But yeah, like Kyle Fuller is such a huge part of that defensive back in Chicago, and it's such like him by himself is just a hard reason for him not to leave the Bears out of the top five. Because like if you watch the guy play, the guy can ball. Like he's this guy got so much speed, and he's just he's a lot of fun to watch, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of very good free safeties like Eddie Jackson, a lot of people are making the argument that Derwin James is going to be the next Earl Thomas in terms of elite top-end free safeties in the NFL. Whether or not that's true, he had a great rookie season, and when he was healthy this year, he was very good. Also, they bring in Chris Harris, the Chargers bring in Chris Harris Jr., along with already having Casey Hayward and Desmond King. I'm quite high on Desmond King. I think he's a very good player. I think you could put him at strong safety or cornerback, wherever you need him to go. I think the starting strong safety will be Nasir Adderley. This year, a former second-round pick that a lot of people had in the first round. And, yeah, this personnel, besides Chris Harris Jr. and Casey Hayward, are young and they're hungry. And I like to see that. And I think the Chargers' defense as a whole is going to be great. But Mm -hmm. these guys in in particular are probably going to be the best part of their defense, just like with the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, so Desmond King is obviously the, uh, at least in my opinion, like I'm really high on him. I thought Chris Harris Jr. was a really good pickup by the Chargers to really help solidify the, the defensive backs there. But, yeah, I just think as a whole, the Chargers defense and just the Chargers as a as a unit are going to be on the uprise. Like, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, they used to have Jason Verrett with Casey Hayward, mm-hmm. and those two were really good at cornerback together. But Jason Verrett had injury issues, and he unfortunately got traded. Do you know where he got traded? You probably don't because he's not a starter, because the 49ers are so stacked in their yeah. defensive back category <laughs> that they don't even need to start Jason Verrett. They don't, no. Yeah. They're, they're Richard ridiculous. Sherman, Richard Sherman and Jimmy Ward are the draws to that secondary. Jimmy Ward is a very good safety. 
I think I'm quite high on Jimmy Ward, just like I'm really high on Fred Warner. But then again, that's not really a hot take. Both of those guys are really good parts of their defense. Yeah. Richard Sherman's there. A bit of a loud mouth. Hasn't, hasn't really been able to show up in those big games like the Super Bowl. But throughout the season, he was, he was there day in and day out for yeah. the 49ers. And I think he made the Pro Bowl, too. Yeah. So that's, that's really shutting up the haters. They yeah. have... Other good young pieces like Jaquiski Tart, great name by the way, Akella yeah. Witherspoon, and Emmanuel Mosley. Those mm-hmm. are just some names they have, and Jason Verrett, of course. Those are just some names that too. they have. Yeah, that those are great. Those are great depth yeah. names. So they have the talent and they have the depth. My only issue with them is the reason why they're number eight for me, and obviously number six for you, mm-hmm. is just because besides Richard Sherman. I haven't really seen them do it consistently. A lot of them are rookies, and that's just that's just the only thing that have has them lower than the Broncos for me, who already are that stacked with guys that I'm really high on, like Kareem Jackson and AJ Boye. Justin Simmons had a great year, and Bryce Callahan, who came from the Bears and will be a starting cornerback for the first time, and drafting Ojemudia in the second day of the draft. So they have depth there. They have guys that have already played. And have shown that they have talent and experience. I just don't see as much experience from the 49ers. That's why I have the Broncos a little bit higher. That's just me. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a bit higher on the 49ers. I really like what I saw last year. And I kind of, like, I'm based, as you mentioned, a lot of that, a lot of the defensive backs on that team are really young. But I'm kind of, with me putting them at six, I'm kind of projecting them. Which, again, is always risky when you're talking about uh, rookies and, and just kind of the future, but again, I think that the Niners, especially with those defensive backs, are actually going to those young defensive backs are actually going to take a uh, take a step forward. Richard Sherman's obviously one of the top cornerbacks in the league, maybe not in the same um, level as the guys I mentioned earlier, like Tre'Davious White. Um, but again, I think he's still in that in kind of the Marshawn Lattimore territory where he's not elite, but he's still very good. And I just think that the the young group's only going to get better. With the Broncos, I 100%. I think AJ Boye was a really was a really nice addition to the Broncos, already adding to a really solid group there. And yeah, so that that's kind of why I had the the Niners above the Broncos. Um, but even then, like it was um, between the the Niners and the Chargers and the Broncos for me, it was really kind of tough to, to uh, deciding between the three. Yeah, uh, just for reference. Uh, in our our absolute first episode, I talked about how Kareem Jackson just really passed the eye test for me. He's been mm-hmm. around for a long time with the great Texans offense of the 2010s, mm-hmm. and he just he's got a lot of experience. And I think as a, a second cornerback, I think he's really good. AJ Boye as a first cornerback has proven that he has the talent to deal with it. In his first year with the Jaguars, or maybe not his first year, but one of his first years in 2017. He only allowed, I think, one touchdown all year. He is a very solid player. But here he is, stronger, and now entering a younger and hungrier secondary that's a little less toxic with a guy like Justin Simmons, who has just started to break out as a safety. And speaking of players that have broken out at safety, I want to talk about probably the most underrated uh, secondary player in the NFL, in Kevin Byard. He plays in Tennessee. Here, Kevin Byard is leading the league in interceptions a few years ago mm-hmm. and leading a very good core with cornerbacks like Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler. 
drafting Christian Fulton. Yeah. Uh, no, Nolan Ryan is still a free agent, but there's still time for him to get picked up. Jonathan Joseph is the guy they, they got to replace him, who was on the Texans for a long time, a starting cornerback for a long time. So he's mm-hmm. going to get some time on the bench, helping out Christian Fulton, who they drafted in the third round, who was supposed to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty damn good. And Kenny Vaccaro, who used to be on the Saints, mm-hmm. now he's on the Titans, strong safety. They, they have a lot of talent there. And I don't think people should forget about that. The Titans will be there. Very difficult to throw on next year. Yep. No, for sure. I completely forgot Logan Ryan was a free agent. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it to be completely honest. But um, they have a really solid cornerback uh, core there. Um, Kevin Byard, definitely an underappreciated uh, defensive back for sure. And again, if you just look at the talent there, they are completely stacked. Uh, oh, sorry. I don't know if they're completely stocked, but they're they're very deep at the position, and I think it's very, they're very just like they're very worthy of having a top ten pick in the uh, at least in our rankings. And I think just overall, yeah, for me they're kind of the opposite or the foil to the 49ers, where the 49ers have that one elite player in Richard Sherman, and the rest yeah. of their players are young, and you don't mm-hmm. really know what you're going to get out of them, but they're very solid players. Except you do kind of know what you're going to get out of Jimmy Ward. He's very solid. Yeah, but with the Titans. They don't have that ceiling, really. Sure. They have older players, sure. but these guys know what they're doing, and they're quite good at doing what they do. And I have a lot of faith in them. I just have the Niners higher. I don't think anybody will blame me for that. But the Titans definitely deserve to be here. And we differ on number ten. I can probably tell. I could probably guess why you have the Vikings at ten. Probably. And, and it's the their secret. safety. Harrison secret. Smith and Anthony Harris. Yeah, I have them as an honorable mention because you, I just, I, I wanted to talk about Harrison Smith being probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest, defensive players in the NFL. Yeah, he's just, he's got. I mean, he's not a free safety. Free safeties are the smart ones. They're the ones that have their their minds cultivated for reading the quarterback and knowing where to go. Strong safeties are more so coverage and rushing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But despite all that, Harrison Smith is so smart, and I think it's crazy to see a strong safety with a skill set like he has. Mm-hmm. And I think Jamal Adams might be following his footsteps, but he's not Harrison Smith. Like he's, he's not there. Harrison Smith's levels yet. Absolutely, yeah. And at free safety, they have Anthony Harris, who really had a great season last season, a yeah. really good year. And I think, well, I'm looking forward to watching them again. Because last year was really the first year they were playing it together at a high level, and their corners are the reason I don't have them on this list. They're yeah, they're a little fair. young and inexperienced for me. Jeff Gladney, who they drafted in the first round, and Mike Hughes, who they drafted in the first round two years ago, and haven't hasn't really had a, a full uh, a full season yet because of injuries and because of Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes, both of which are gone. Yeah, that's, and I, that's I think a big I think they'll perform well. I just don't know what to expect, and that's why I have them as an honorable mention and not on the list. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm obviously really high on Harrison Smith. I don't think there's any any hiding that. Um, but Anthony Harris and my again, Anthony Harris is a really solid player, as you mentioned. Um, but yeah, and I just think the only reason I didn't have them higher. As you mentioned, where Xavier Rhodes obviously left, who was the kind of the anchor of the cornerback, uh, the cornerback kind of core there. But even then, he was a bit on the decline. 
uh, age was catching up. He's starting to. So I mean, a lot of it's time for them to move on, anyways. But um, yeah, and then Trey Wayne's um, another pretty solid cornerback. I didn't, I didn't like him. He was all right. Uh, I thought he was actually a pretty okay for number two. Um, if you have him behind uh, uh, Xavier Rhodes, but um, it is what it is. They're both gone, and I think if they had, if they kind of, if they still had players like Xavier Rhodes, I would have put them a bit higher. But generally speaking, I mean, I think this is right about where they should be with being carried by Harry Smith. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w- I wish have... that they, I wish that they could have kept Harry, uh, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. I know why they didn't. They needed cap space. Yeah. They didn't have any cap space, and they needed to sign their new rookie class, so they had to get they had to release Xavier Rhodes, which yeah. they did. Now he's in Indianapolis, but if only they could have kept him because he did make the Pro Bowl last year. Whether or not he deserved it is another story, but he made the Pro Bowl. Yep. And let me talk about the team that I have over the the Vikings, and it's their division rival, the the Detroit Lions, who we haven't talked about at all besides uh, Matthew Stafford, which says a lot about the, the team. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're really bad in a lot of areas. They do have a lot of good defensive players. They're just not nearly at the same level. I just think they're mediocre in a lot of I just think mediocre in a lot of positions. They're not really great. I don't think they're bad. They have a few they have a few talented players here and there, like uh, Jamie Collins, who they just brought in, and a few other places on their roster. They did have Damon Harrison. They don't anymore. He's a free agent. But uh, looking at the secondary, this is going to be the I think they're gonna they're gonna have five players in the secondary on on the field at all times, just because of how many great players they have here. They bring in Deron Harmon from the Patriots to play that second cornerback role, or maybe even a safety role. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. They have the best nickel corner in the league, and Justin Coleman, who they brought up from the Seahawks two years ago, Tracy Walker, who I didn't know the name, but I looked him up, and he's actually a pretty solid free safety, young too. That's pretty good. And their cornerbacks are Desmond Trufant, who they got to replace Darius Slay, who was very good, but a little expensive. And Jeff Okuda, the third overall pick, and a guy who you could plug in right away, and he could be your number one guy. So that's why I have the Lions so high, because I think they have that combination of uh, the veterans that can do it and young talent that can have a lot of upside. That's why I have them here. I wanted to shout them out. I have them higher than I have the Chiefs. I have them higher than I have the Vikings. That's why I have them at number 10 on my list. And I think people are a little low on them. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think Okuda definitely is going to help. I think Okuda is definitely going to come and help solidify the uh, the uh, the uh, defensive back grouping. Um, yeah, that being said, I thought uh, you, if they weren't on my list, but I was definitely considering putting them uh, putting them on there. Definitely an under underappreciated group, but um, yeah, I think that being said, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, our court, our defensive back uh, rankings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just really quickly, yeah. I don't have the Browns on my list, but they're that's because they're young. Mm-hmm. But Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit, they've, they've drafted in the last few years. Denzel Ward, who's a shutdown corner, a number one. They bring in Andrew Sandejo from the Vikings. They are a young and hungry group, and the Browns are looking to make some noise, and I think this secondary definitely has the talent to do it. Well, they have the experience and the wherewithal to do it. I don't know. We'll see. And the Chiefs, 
Tyrod Matthew deserves to be spoken about. He is an incredible safety, one of the best in the league. I'm really high on Daniel Sorensen. I think he does everything that needs to be done. I think he was playing a lot of line linebacker a few years ago. Uh, I, I like that he's switching to safety now. I think he's he'll be a little bit better in it there. They bring in uh, Juan Thornhill. Uh, he didn't play much last year. He was injured, but he's going into his second year, and I think he'll be good. They have um, Cherverius Ward and Bashad Breland, who are also young players that are looking to prove themselves. And they drafted Legarius Sneed, great name, by the way, Legarius Sneed, in the second round of Barkevius Mingo. No, no, nothing compares to Barkevius Mingo. And uh, the Chiefs, they don't have the greatest defense, but their secondary is the best part of their defense. And I just wanted to shout them out because they won a Super Bowl last year on the back of a defense that bent but didn't break. And I needed to talk about some part of their defense. Yeah. For sure. I 100% agree. Alright, so we will see you next time when we do our our overall uh, defense rankings. Uh, See you then.